You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. The Bible teaches us that God makes everything beautiful in its time. That there's a time and a season for everything. Sometimes we find ourselves working extremely hard, praying fervently, and yet we don't see the desired result. Has that ever happened to you? You've worked very hard, prayed very hard, and nothing has changed. Turn to the person next to you and say, there's a time and season for everything. Sometimes when we are praying and we are asking God for things in our lives, we think, what is going on, Lord? Why isn't things changing? God has heard your prayer request. It might just not be the right time and season for God to do what he wants to do. Your child that's 14 years, that's praying and fasting for a car key. Are you going to give them the car key? No. Even if they double up on the praying and the fasting? Even if they read double the amount of Bible? No. But sometimes we try and do the same things with God. We think now is the best time. But God knows when is the best time? Turn to the person next to you and say, God's time, is the best. God's time is the best. You might be busy just with what ordinary things. And God can be busy preparing you and aligning you for greater things. It was David just obeying his father, taking some sandwiches to his brothers on the battlefield. Just busy with an ordinary assignment. But God was busy in the background preparing him to kill a giant. Turn to the person next to you and say there's a time and season for everything. When you understand a time and a season, it's much easier to endure. Young people, it's now your time and season to study. You're at school. Where are you? School. School is a time for studying. It's not a time to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It's not a time to party. It's a time to study. If you don't study now, you'll find yourself studying later in your life. Listen to me. It's your time to study now. Amen? Then there's a time to work hard. The Bible says it's a time for planting. There's a time for reaping. There's a time for everything. And if you understand the time and season that you're in, it makes it easier. Amen? Saul was looking for his father's donkeys. A simple assignment. But in the background, God was busy setting up a meeting, time and season, for him to be anointed as king. We just know the words time and season, but in the Bible, there's different words. Kronos, time, is time. So we're living in time. You were born at a certain date. Amen? It's the Kronos time, all of us here. But then there's the Kairos moment. Kairos means the God-appointed time. When God makes things to happen, 
where you need God's help. There's different other words for time, time to advance and eternity. These are words that we find in the Bible. So if you know what you are busy with, it is our Kronos time now today. That's our last service. Because God has got a Kairos moment for us. God's appointed time. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, today, you are part of history. Where a church moves from a school hall into its own building. When from a natural point of view, it was impossible. But because of God's time, Kairos moment, all things are possible. God makes everything beautiful in its time. I can confess and tell you that when we just started the church, I read about people that had to wait 10 years or 15 years before they had their own building. And I said, God, that's their faith. We have faith. Me and you are going to work together. You said, if you built a house, I can labor with you, Lord. And we have trust and confidence in ourselves. Self-confidence. That's not pleasing to God. And when your confidence is in yourself, God will say, well, okay, it will not be 15 years. It will be 16 years for you. <laughs> and we think, we put our faith, our trust in our faith, faith in our faith. It's God, I've got faith. And you put your faith in your faith. But when your faith is in your faith, you're bound to be disappointed. Even Jesus' brothers came to him and said, your time has come. Go out and do miracles, do healings, do what you have to do. And Jesus said to them, my time, my Kairos time has not come yet. Your time, what you want to do, you can do it any time you want to. But I'm walking with God. In his time and his season. And my time has not yet come. Turn to the person next to you and say, God is in control of your life. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Samuel 10 verse 7. When we are young, listen to me. That's why I talk to young people. Listen to me. When you are young, you think you can do many things without reference to God. But as you get older, you realize you cannot live, you cannot move without him. You need him for everything. And when you've got what God has promised you, you'll need God even more. Because now you have to maintain that which God has given you. Are you there? 1 Samuel 10 verse 6. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. And let it be when these signs come to you that you do as the occasion demands for God is with you. Family, listen to me. This is where many people miss it. The man of God came to Saul and said, listen, this is what's going to happen. The Spirit of God will come upon you. If you try and change in your own strength, you'll never change. That's religion. Many people can say no to sin. But they cannot say yes to righteousness. For you to say yes to righteousness, you need the Holy Spirit. 
There are many people today living good lives without the Holy Spirit because they can say no to sin. They've taught themselves to do the right thing. They've been trained to do the right thing. But you can only say yes to righteousness when the Holy Spirit is involved. And he said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, do as the occasion demands. Sometimes you find yourself in a place where the Spirit of God comes upon you and you don't do as the occasion demands and it affects your destiny and your future. Turn to the person next to you and say, your obedience is the only proof of your faith. Tell them again, say, your obedience is the only proof of your faith. You shall go down before me to Gilgal and surely I will come down to you to offer burnt offerings and make sacrifice of peace offerings. Seven days you shall wait till I come to you and show you what you should do. So it was when he had turned his back to go from Samuel that God gave him another heart and all those signs came to pass. Many times when there's a promise, God will say, wait. The man of God said, wait seven days. If he had left before the seven days, he would have missed it. Jesus said to the disciples in the book of Acts, wait for the Holy Spirit. You know how many people heard the instruction to wait? 500 is what the Bible teaches us. 500 heard the instruction to wait for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. How many people received the Holy Spirit? 120. It means the majority that was supposed to be empowered by the Holy Spirit left. 380. So if you had gone with the majority, you would have left yourself. It's not the majority of man, but it's the authority of God. The Holy Spirit on one person can change a nation. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. His brothers tried to push him into that position too early. He said, no, my time has not yet come. Turn to the person next to you and say, God's time is the best. Tell them again, say, God's time is the best. Many times when God said, wait, and he's considering your prayer request, it's not because he does not want to give it to you. He's busy preparing your character. Character is a process. Character is developed. If it's going to be developed, it means there's going to be some pressure. I don't want to hear this, pastor. I have faith. Faith receives now. The Bible says through faith and patience, they receive the promise. Wait for the right time and season. Then God makes it beautiful. God wants to touch and change your heart in this morning. Listen, verse 26. And Saul also went home to Gibeah. And valiant men with, went with him whose hearts God had touched. But some rebels said, how can this man save us? So they despised him and brought him no presents, but he held his peace. Go read the whole story. Samuel had anointed him as king and said, this is your king. And they said, no. But he kept his 
peace. Though they did not acknowledge him, he kept his peace. He entered into that rest that he knew God had anointed him. And he was going to fulfill his purpose and his destiny. Turn to the person next to you and say, keep your peace. Sometimes when God calls you to do things and he says it's your time. And you know this is the time that you have to do things for God. Many people will come and say, no. Who is he? Hello? Hold your peace. God holds your future in his hands and he'll make everything beautiful in its time. You just know that when the spirit comes upon you, do as the occasion demands. You know what's the hard sort of thing? Saul never kept his peace. He didn't maintain it. And later on, the Spirit of God departed from him and he chose another. Now it's very quiet. Let me hear you pray. Say, Precious Father, help me not to miss your times and your seasons for my life. Help me, Lord, to keep my peace as I wait patiently for you to fulfill everything that you've promised. Turn with me to Acts 1 verse 13. Let me just show you there. Can you imagine if the 500 had waited for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? Only 120. Even if the majority left, God still did what he wanted to do. God's not going to change his mind because of you or of me. Where is Acts now? Here we go. Verse 7, and he said to them, it is not for you to know times, that's chronos, or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. Family, listen to me. God gave instruction and said, wait. He's never going to force his will upon you. You have to walk in that chronos, the time where you find yourself right now, and wait for that kairos moment for God to do what he promised he would do. We're all in a hurry. We live in a society today where we don't want to wait. But God said, I'll make everything beautiful in it's time. Turn to the person and say, wait for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Let's say this is the world. We know this is about, let's say this is the world. As long as the world is placed in your heart, Jesus is displaced in your life. As long as the world is placed in your heart, in other words, you value the things of this world more than God, you're displacing Jesus. So people come with the desires of this world. The deceitfulness of riches. Money. Ambition. All the things that you see in the world that you want. You place it in your heart above God. Then you come and you say, God, help me that I can get all these things. But the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things will be added to you. Can you see the mistake that we make? There's too much today of the world in the church displacing Jesus. 
Wait for God's time to do what he wants to do, not what you want to do when you want to do it. So there, in love with Jesus, want to do something for Jesus, said, no, we're going to do the church now. Never worked out. God's time is the best. When I just married my wife, she was a, she's a daughter of a pastor. Well, both her parents were pastors. I thought, well, wonderful, God, you've called me. To be a pastor that I know, now you've given me a wife that's a pastor's daughter. We can start a church. Can we start a church, Lord? You know what the Lord said to me? You have to wait 10 years. 10 years, Lord. I have faith now. Am I talking to the right people here this morning? The Lord said, you have to wait 10 years. If you start a church before then, you will destroy your marriage. What is the value of winning the world but losing your own family? The Lord said to me, you have to wait. The two of you will only be ready. And you know how to change more? Me. Because there was a lot of self-confidence. Confidence in me. And not as much confidence in God. I hope I'm helping some people here. And it was 10 years later that we started a church. And then God had to start with the whole process in me again. Because now I said, God, now we've started the church. I've waited the 10 years. Turn to the person next to you and say, God makes everything beautiful. In its time. You know what God does sometimes? He allows us to exhaust all our own strength, all our own giftings, all our own abilities to be exhausted. Then you say, okay, God, let me just now hold on to you. Hello. Such is the case with Peter. Remember Peter. Worked the whole night and toiled. Luke chapter 5. Worked the whole night. And Jesus came to him and said, Peter, I want to get into your boat. When it's your Kairos moment and God says, I want to get into your boat, even though it feels like you've been a complete failure. Peter was a fisherman. He knew where to fish, how to do it, when to do it, with who to do it. And that whole night, he caught nothing. You can be the best fisherman. But without the help of the Holy Spirit, you cannot do it. A pastor that starts a church can have the best building, the best chairs, the best singers, the best suit. But if God is not there, it's not a church. A surfer can buy the best wetsuit can be the best balancer have the best wetsuit the best surfboard but when he goes out into that ocean it's still God who gives the wave so even as we go there and it's our time to go there we still need the waves of the Holy Spirit still need God's presence there to touch and change people's lives with your gift you can impress people your talent you will entertain people 
But with the anointing, you'll change people's lives. And it's when the Spirit of the Lord came upon these young men with Saul, touch and change their hearts, that they would be with him, to work with him. Allow God to touch and change your heart. God comes to you and it's a time and season to forgive. You've been hurt, you've been wronged, and now God gives you the graces, forgive. And you say, I won't forgive. And you're not doing as the occasion demands. And that bitterness starts eating out at your soul more and more and more, doing more and more damage, changing your way of thinking, your way of reasoning, so that you cannot walk with God, think with God. Luke chapter 5, go there quickly, let me read it. I mean, Peter, I think it's verse 5, he said, Lord, I've toiled all night long. You can almost hear his bitterness. His pain, his suffering, the agony that the man went through. Worked all night. Can you think cold water on your hands, that net hurting you and you're pulling it in and there's no fish. Pulling it and there's no fish. Working hard, no results. God says, push your boat back. Let me first do what I want to do. I want to minister to the people. And he ministers to the people and he says, Peter, now, throw out your nets. He says, Lord, I've done it tonight already. I've been busy the whole night. But at your word. Family, even if you're going and that the bitter agony is there and the pain is there, exercise self-control. And obey God's word and receive his instruction. In that time of difficulty. Because God was ready to support his position. When it's God's time to fulfill his purpose in your life. There will be a force from heaven. To support you, to help you. To take you from where you are to where God wants you to be. To change your locality. But you're going to have to take the action. Abraham, God said to him, Abraham, get away from your family and go to the land that I will show you. When it was God's time, he says, now it's time to move. And he could enter in that rest and move away. Moses, go. Joseph, when it was God's time, his brothers threw him in a pit. But he could keep his peace because God was busy with a process to take him from where he is to where God wanted him to be. Peter was fishing in a boat. God said, I'm ready to support you, to take you from being a normal fisherman to become a fisher of men. Kairos moment. Just busy with what he was busy with. Just doing what the Lord asked him to do. And he could step in. What God wanted for him. Turn to the person next to you and say, God has a plan for your life. The Bible teaches us about the sons of Issachar in the Bible who had understanding of times and seasons that Israel find themselves in. Wouldn't that make life much easier if you knew what season you were in? What Kairos moment you were in? If you're in a Kairos moment, young people again, if you're in a Kairos moment to study now, 
then you won't be praying, Lord, send my husband. Lord, send my wife. Lord thinks, huh? You should be praying for wisdom and understanding to do well in your exams. I'm going to consider this prayer request, but this is not the time and season for this. I've got the perfect one for you here. Time and season now is for this year. Praying and saying, Lord, I want the promotion. I want the promotion. I should be the supervisor. I should be the manager. I'm says, it's your time to work hard. It's your time to be faithful. Lay down and work hard. I've got my eye upon you. Here the guy is that will see you and promote you quickly. But now you find yourself here in a time and season of murmuring and complaining. Instead of saying, thank you, Jesus. Because you don't know what time and season you're in. Turn to the person next to you and say, God's time is the best. What did Joseph say? He said, don't you come and say you did this. God did this. Esther was her appointed time to walk into the king. God said, I've prepared his heart. He's going to appoint the golden scepter to you. But if you don't do it, I'll raise up somebody else. Through faith and patience, they endured. Are you there? Luke chapter 5, verse 5. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night. It's almost like Peter's mind was refusing to work with the Holy Spirit. Because when Jesus gives you instruction, it's instruction in righteousness. And the Holy Spirit will affect whatever he declares. He's I've toiled all night. He held his speech and said, Lord, at your word I will do it. Turn to the person next to you and say, Jesus is right now supporting your position. Tell them again. Say, Jesus is right now supporting your position. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Family, do you know what that means? God rewards the obedient. God rewards the obedient. In your time and your season that you find yourself right now, be obedient. In this time where we find ourselves now with the building project, be obedient. There's a difference between saying I want to do something and actually doing it. In the Kronos time where you are walking, look for those Kairos moments because they will change your life. It was just David delivering the sandwiches and God was busy preparing him to be a giant slayer. Let me close. Go to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11. In him also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Can you put the Passion Translation up for me please? Through our union with Christ we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. Before we were even born he gave us our destiny. That we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. 
God has got a destiny for you. What are you doing with your Kairos moments? Are you letting them slip by? Or are you walking with God in sync with God so that you can fulfill your purpose and your destiny? Whether it's going to look for the donkeys of your father that's lost, do it with all your heart. A matter of fact, you can go read that whole chapter. When he couldn't find it, they turned to the man of God, to the seer to say, help us. In your walk with God, turn to God. Even if it's a small, simple assignment, hold on to God. Before we were even born, he gave us our destiny. Turn to this person next to you and say, God has got a destiny for you. If you go to Ephesians 3 verse 20, you'll see that it is God that's working on the inside of you. The power that is placed on the inside of you. God wants to do it through you. Most of us, we look at the people around us and we think, yes, God, I know you want to do it, but not through me. You want to do it through somebody else. Even though you've got the promise, you're making a plan in your mind. Saying, mm, Sarah, God said to her, Sarah, you're going to have a child. She said, I know God doesn't lie. God wants to give me a child, but maybe it's not through me. Maybe it's through my servant. Let me just make a plan. Servant, go to with my husband and have a child. But God never gave the promise to the servant. God gave the promise to Sarah. Turn to the person next to you and say, what God wants to do, He wants to do it through you. Not through the person next to you. This is the mistake that we make. Because she started looking at the time, the chronos, and she realized, time's running out. I'm getting old now. It's impossible. I wonder if God's still going to do it. A matter of fact, when the angel appeared and said, you're going to have a child in a year from now, she laughed. <laughs> Let's see about that. You can laugh whatever you want to. If God has said it, he's going to do it. Whether you like it or not, his word cannot return back void. What you should know, that promise that you've been putting to the side or say, yeah, God, I'm sure you want to do it, but you want to do it through this one or that one. Take ownership of it now and allow God to do what he wants to do. It's not been your Kairos moment, but when it's your God-appointed time, there'll be a force from heaven that will help you and you'll see there'll be a change in your actions and even your locality. God will take you from where you are to where God wants you to be. Right now you can embrace that because God is taking us as a church from here where we are to where he wants us to be. That means Kairos, God's appointed time, is busy working on the inside of you. Grab hold of it now and do as the Spirit or the occasion demands because the Holy Spirit is upon you. He'll not lead you into a place where he'll destroy you or hurt you. Lead you to a place where you will flourish. We'll go from glory to glory and from strength to strength. i closing this with this. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 11. Go there quickly. It says opportunity and chance comes to everybody. The race is not to the swift, the battle not to the strong. But opportunity and chance. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise. 
nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. Time and chance. There's a chronos time. That chance is where God wants to advance you. To cause an acceleration in your life. If you are walking with God, you'll not miss that opportunity. Oftentimes, opportunity is a racing horse running towards you with a ponytail on its head here in the front. As it's running to you, if you don't grab it, somebody else will grab it. Opportunity and chance comes to everybody. You've heard many times people say, I had the idea, I wanted to do this. And you tell somebody about it, and you never do it, then you see somebody else do it. The reason, the number one reason why people miss their opportunities, because oftentimes those opportunities come in overalls, and at the back it's written hard work. Don't give up. Persevere. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 says, God makes everything beautiful in its time. Remember, you have been filled with the Holy Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and to guide you. When the Holy Spirit leads and guides you, you'll have peace in your heart. You'll enter into that rest. Whatever time and season you find yourself in, you'll know God holds your life in His hands. He's in control of your life. And He has promised that He will make everything beautiful in its time. Siela. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.